creating cyberspace and welcome to episode 171 of the double density podcast with your host brian and angelo double density is your home to tick tales and paranormal primers now first things first angelo i mean i'm glad to see you back and stuff but uh my wife replaced you last episode and uh the uh the reviews were quite positive so you better watch yourself she always does a great job have i we've i've mentioned this your wife is quite lovely so yes she is uh she's uh, that's why part one of the reasons i've married her yes quite likable I, I can't understand why uh, she would get any one-star reviews. <laughs> just her herself, no one else. Yeah. She should have her own podcast. She uh, she has talked about it. It's just a question of like what she wants to do with that. Uh, but yeah, you're back. Whatever. I don't really care. It's fine. I enjoyed the show last week. It was fun listening to it like a civilian. So I think out of 171 episodes, I've missed one. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've missed more than one. You have, correct. Yeah. yeah. I'm the slacker uh, of the group. It's true. Like we we we, <laughs> we had to push recording an extra day because you didn't have time to read an article I sent you. It was very long. <laughs> but no. But then I said I could finish it, and then you said no. Let's record tomorrow night. Well, no. You made it sound as if it was like a begrudging, like let's do this. No, no. I, I would have done it. I was excited to record tonight. You mean last night? Well, you yeah. Sunday was, night. But I'm record. Yeah. I'm excited to record tonight now. You're excited because I said if we recorded last night, I could have edited, but now tomorrow I definitely can edit. I'm still in vacation mode. I was about to say, like you're just out here wild and enjoying the uh, the fruits of your uh, capitalist labors um, time off. Yeah, I've done some nature stuff because I'm not traveling anywhere. Although I did go to a movie theater and I wasn't 100 percent comfortable. Yeah, so you want to talk about that very briefly? You, well, is it so you went to go see a movie basically because you really love The Rock? Yeah, and Mary Poppins. Right. Is that it? Yeah. I don't know. Tell me. No, I, I, well, The Rock is in it, right? And he. So, played, what did you go see? You saw, you we, saw Jungle, Jungle Cruise? Cruise. Yeah. So, it's Mary Poppins is in it too. Right? Didn't, didn't uh, Emily Blunt play, play Mary Poppins? She did, yes. Yes. Okay. There we go. So the Rock and Mary Poppins together. And again. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't feel comfortable. Well, no. They, they, there were people behind me. I didn't think you'd have to have people sitting behind you. It was odd. It's, it's sideways, not up and down when you book. Okay, so you can have people behind you. Yeah, I'm going to see my first movie in 18 months on Sunday, and we'll see how that goes. I'm going to see Suicide Squad. Oh, you're actually going to go see that? Yes, I picked an off time, so I think I'll be okay. Another wrestler in that. Yes, that is very true, and he also has, uh, so John Cena also has an HBO spinoff series, right? So, Of the same character? Yeah. Huh. It's, begun, it's coming out after the movie, obviously. Um, things that you don't feel comfortable with, uh, uh, include uh, the pandemic, um, uh, working with other people, right? Yeah, and also my back. So I had to go uh, finally choose an office chair. That's a great oh, segue. My whole pun, no, my whole thing is things you're comfortable with bothering me about your office chair, um, like dilemma slash like quest. Yeah, well, uh, it was quite a quest to buy an office chair. Did you know buying an office chair is very complicated? If it's you not, have, but go on. If, well, if you have back problems, it is. And I thought, oh, you could just buy a... I, was, I had almost ordered a $150 office chair from Amazon thinking, oh, that's expensive for an office chair. And um, It is not. No, it is not. Because then I said, oh, maybe I should wait. And I talked to my physiotherapist and she's like, oh, for an actual office chair that suits your particular back needs, uh, you're looking at spending at least five or $600. Like, ooh. So then actually when I looked into office chairs, I said... Best office chair. That's what I typed into Google. I'm just going to buy the best one. It'll really help. 
And uh, no, I didn't buy the best one because the best ones cost $1,200, $1,500 by Herman Miller or Steelcase. These are the two main companies that make office chairs. And I chose not to buy one of those two chairs. I feel like I need to make a stinger for every almost every episode where you have a first world problem that you describe to us. Yeah. Huh. Would it be so you like just, a, you bought an expensive chair because your back is screwed up. Now you're here. Or, yeah, I didn't the get the chair yet. I, I did okay. go. I got fitted for a chair, basically. And I ordered a, a nice chair from a Canadian company, good homegrown Canadian company. Um, on the And did you know by not putting armrests, I saved over $300. <laughs> so just the what armrests. Do, what are you going to do with your arms then? I don't like armrests. I've never liked armrests. Look, I, I'm going to show you now the chair I'm sitting in. I'll, I'll, I'll swing backwards. Folks, once again, he is uh, sitting on a basic office chair. Well, that's no wonder he needs to replace this. It's like a, a backless, really sad office chair that you'd you'd see at like a uh, like a get together. Like it when someone a, it's a twenty year old office party. chair, if not yeah, more well, that, than that. And that's on you though. Pillow. Yeah, no, it's not great. So uh, this is why I decided to buy an office chair. I, if anybody's uh, interested in knowing what I bought, it's the ergocentric, t-centric. Uh, office chair or something. Anyway, I got it with... We won't be linking to that in the show notes, obviously. I will, I guess, yeah. So I went to a local company and they have it on order now from the place in Toronto that will send it here. Uh, you know what's great about buying expensive office Folks, chairs? Folks, I'm really sorry you have to go through this, but yes, they come through. They come through to you uh, fully assembled. I don't have to assemble anything. Is it further, further hurting your back now. Exactly. Although I did put up these IKEA shelves this week. Tilting slightly. Oh, they're very nice. Yeah, and you know what books those are on there? Magic well, books, yes, I assume? They are magic books. I knew it. I knew so it. So I've put the magic books here. I put up two shelves. I've revamped my office space. I also bought I, one I of these I feel like if you never uh, had to see another adult human being apart from your wife, you'd be perfectly fine. Um, no, because I, I do have friends. I like you. It was nice That's having true. you and Stephanie over. That was very pleasant. That's true. So but I'm no, just saying, like, like push lying. comes to shove. You're push lying. comes to shove, though. Like, anyways, um, you uh, also in the show notes threw something in that I guess you've watched recently that you want to talk about, so floor is yours. Well, I had no idea this was a thing, and I came across it on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Apple TV+, Plus always a... a in- Shilling, folks. We don't even yeah, have a discount well, or an affiliate code to, to give no. out here. But Apple TV+, Plus always impressing me. Uh, it's uh, a really quality uh, over quantity. They don't have a lot of shows, but they're all pretty good, and I... It's like they picked something that said, hey, what would Angelo like to watch? Oh, yeah, he likes music. He likes technology. He likes how music is made. Let's do a show for him. And that's Folks, what it is. Folks, this is a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut moment here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chalupa? Is that what they're called? I tried one once. It was, it was not good. No, it doesn't look good. Uh, you get the Dorito dust on there too, right? All right, so let's talk about the sound, which is the, Wa- the name of the watch, show. No, but it's, no, it's not. Let's it's called Watch, the, watch sound. the Sound. So watch... Watch the sound. Uh, and it's hosted by uh, everybody's favorite producer, Mark Ronson. Do you enjoy his work? Yeah. I mean, he did a good job on that Amy Winehouse album. And uh, I like Uptown Funk as much as this guy. I was literally about to say, you strike me as the type of dad. How do you feel about Pharrell's Happy? It's fine. Not not, not my favorite. I don't believe you, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, anyway, he's great. A really good host of the show. And... Uh, you know, he had a few nobodies on there. Some guy from an old 60s band named Paul McCartney or something. He was on there. And uh, a few other people like that. Some guy from... He was in that 90s band that didn't last a long time. Nirvana or something. He was the Is drummer. that about Dave Grohl? Yeah, he was the drummer. Anyway, lots of good people on there. Really great stuff. Is that where the clip of the... the where Dave Grohl's talking about disco beats comes from? Possibly? Yes. Well, you, yeah. you watched it, right? Where he was talking about the fact that he, he basically stole from the Gap Band? 
Uh, I don't know if that's a clip that I saw of him. So he did talk about how his favorite thing to do when he was learning how to play drums was be... Flim Flams. No, he was in the car listening to FM radio. And he was looking forward to seeing when a tunnel would come up so he would lose the signal and he would try to keep the beat the whole way through. Folks, this is the riveting podcasting you're you're here for on uh, on Double Density, clearly. Um, well, so yeah, check that out if you have an Apple Plus subscription, right? An Apple TV Plus subscription. Yeah, you're, you're throwing me off my game tonight. You're being it's very just unpleasant. It's it's okay. I mean, like I think there's just a lot of chaotic energy in the world um, yeah. going on. Well, um, well go, go get yourself an Apple Plus subscription, Ryan. <laughs> I already have one. Oh, uh, so let's it. let's let's be downers, and then we'll perk back up at the end of the segment. So. I linked you to the article I described previously about how it took you forever to read um, from the uh, San Francisco Chronicle entitled The Jessica Simulation, Love and Loss in the Age of AI. So um, this article goes through the story of a guy named Josh or Joshua who um, unfortunately had lost a, a girlfriend, um, sort of fiance. Um, well, she, later he refers to her as fiance. He actually asked for permission from her parents and I think he gave her a ring as on her deathbed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. And he promised to marry her um, when she got better. But um, um, that's sort of like the pretext by which to discuss the story about how um, he had discovered um, this AI service where you would feed bits of script to a bot and uh, they would replicate that style. So he got to talk to his um, deceased girlfriend. On the one hand, understanding that she's deceased, but on the other hand... Kind of not. It was kind of a weird feeling to read um, um, this level of like trauma going on. He, so the, the well, the service was called the December Project, right? That that's the name of it. Yes, it is. And later on in the article, you read that there's a lot of randomization in there in what your bot learns from the text you give it, and it seemed as though when he started it, uh, this the when Josh Joshua, right? put in yes. the information, what the bot gave back to him was very close to his fiance's personality, which That's made right. it that much more, um, which made him have that much more of a connection with this bot. And reading it, it's it's pretty, um, I don't want to say creepy, but it's a little uh, disconcerting, I guess. Would yeah, be that's the, a good word for it, word. right? Yeah. And I could not help but think of that Black Mirror episode uh, the title of uh, was Be Right Back, where someone loses their loved one and they got like a robot of them. Yes. Great episode, actually. I don't I don't think you like Black Mirror, right? I don't mind it. My wife is a huge fan of it, um, but I'm, I'm fine. Uh, the only one I really, really do love is Metalhead, obviously, because I'm a, I'm a genre freak. So, yeah, there's there's a few boring episodes in there. Most are pretty good. Um, Which one would be the boring one to you? Like the Christmas one? No, I like the Christmas one. The one with uh, Mad Men? Yes. <laughs> with uh, John Hamm? That was a good one. Uh, that what was actually the... one of the first ones I saw. I can't remember the boring ones because they're like uh, they're boring. But um, there was the Miley Cyrus one that was kind of weird. That was more like a movie. Yeah, It was, yeah. Uh, uh, but... What about uh, uh, my favorite episode, right, of course, would be Shut Up and Dance. Probably the most controversial one. I can't remember what that was. Uh, black a, a tale of blackmail. Oh, the yes, the um, Where the boy has to join and do like a bunch of stuff that he doesn't want to, or else they would release the, compromised the, videos of him. Yes, okay, yeah, that you like that one. I loved it. Yeah, there's there's a few good ones. I really liked Nosedive. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. 
So okay. coming back to the article yeah. at hand, though, um, so um, programmer Jason Rohr basically created the December project, and to add a layer to all of this, there is a finite amount of time that you can spend with a chatbot. He built the chatbot in such a way that like um, it has a quote-unquote battery life, and after a while, the coherence level of the chatbot starts to really disappear. Yeah, to make it more human was kind of the way he put it, because it has to have a finite life, uh, just like a human. Although in this case, it's kind of like this poor guy loses his girlfriend twice. Yeah, I don't know why he decided to re-traumatize himself. I don't know what he was looking to like get out of it necessarily. And also, like you got to remember, like he's been what like um, mourning her for about eight years now. He's had a he's had a rough time of it. Uh, he has not dealt with the grief well, and I'm sure this pandemic hasn't really helped him. And he was sort of a shut in beforehand, and then he was like government mandated shut shut in. Yeah, and also something to remember too is that he. Um, uh, Mental health professionals have described him as autistic. He hasn't been formally diagnosed as such, but he says he that he is, right? Yeah, he identifies Yeah, he identifies as autistic, as autistic yeah. right? So I do think that like the way in which he can maybe um, become obsessive about things too um, kind of shines through. Yes, and so he... But he did manage to kind of like ration himself with this, um, I guess, I won't, do, do we want to call it like a Jessica bot, I guess? I don't know. Um he the first night he kind of burnt through a lot of the battery of it, but then later he was able to ration it. And he would come back and this bot would have no sense of time. Right. So it was just a bit it was really odd the way it would be discussing with him. And I'm sure it didn't have a very similar uh, personality to his girlfriend, but I think he projected on it himself, right? A lot, yeah. I mean he also chose what to input into the bot. Yes. I just thought this was really interesting. It's it's kind of like a really human tale. And also, Roar didn't... Um, so, uh, the subject of the piece did a Reddit AMA, and then Roar jumped in and hadn't even considered the fact that this would be one of the uses by which Project December would um, 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 see users come to it. Yes. Uh, and so, I, he did the AMA before the article, which is weird, right? Because who would know this guy? But I guess you can... You can do anybody can do an AMA, AMA on on Reddit, right? Like you just if you had to do an AMA on the subject, what would it be like illusions? No, I don't know enough about that. Um, I I'm really not an expert in anything, though, Brian. <laughs> but if you had to, like what Parenthood? No, not at all. Uh, admissions to universities. <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't be bad. Actually. I would be good at it. <laughs> well, you, you used to you used to troll Reddit, right? For um for university related things. I remember when we were working together, we used to discuss that. Yeah, because I would go look and see the complete misinformation that people would be on there. That was especially that guy with his with the with the uh, username uh, Rich Doty. Yeah, he was putting <laughs> misinformation about the world's just coming together here, colliding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't I don't really have anything. I guess that that would make a lot of sense. But I have one of those like twice a year at the open house, and now it's That's more true, like yeah. Reddit than anything else because it's chatting. That's true. Yeah. How do you how do you find that? I love it. I don't have to leave my house, and I can just give information to anybody, and it's great because people all over the world get access to talking to somebody on the spot when they can. If- any general questions, you can go ahead and tweet Angela at Angelo Furin. Anything Some, at all. Just somebody any, any did, topic. Somebody did send me a work-related email to my Gmail account this week. That must have been weird because they couldn't reach you, I guess, because you're off. I'm off, right. And my my away response says, it says, in case of emergency, email somebody else, not my Gmail not account. Not you, right. But, I mean, it's not hard to discern. Like, my work email address and my Gmail account are pretty much the same thing, so... No, no mystery there. No, no. 
Let's continue down deeper and deeper into the depression hole. Um, I <laughs> sent you information. I also asked you to look this up. Um, some news had broken over the weekend that I kind of want to talk to you about because I think it relates to a lot of the stuff that we talked about late last year about like online harassment and extremism and we, Kiwi Farms and things like that. Yeah, we talked about this person. Yes, we did talk about Christian. So Christian on the weekend was arrested for um, some very unfortunate lewd acts involving a family member. I'm not going to rehash the details here. If you feel the desire to look it up, look it up. All I'm saying is that like this is kind of a logical conclusion when you goad someone um, for years, if not decades, um, and treating them in specific uh, kinds of ways, um, they're going to act out. And unfortunately, this time it was on a family member. Um, no one's quite sure if... So in Christian's world, in Christine's, Christine Weston Chandler's world, um, there are hangers-on and there are like levels of access to her. And there is a working theory right now that someone may have goaded her into doing this to a family member. And... Now these allegations, they they seem to be true at this. Point. Unfortunately, there is there is audio evidence as well as screenshots from text messages. The text messages, of course, can be easily faked. The audio call is a little bit more difficult. So it's just a very unfortunate. But I, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's just very emblematic of the way in which um, uh, a certain period of internet existed. I guess where. Um, uh, people were treated as like curios, right? Like they were to be collected and like uh, preserved and watched and harassed in certain cases. And I feel like, unfortunately, like this is just the logical conclusion of someone who um, has lost touch with reality and like believed in like dimensional shifts and um, things like that. Um, they are the most chronicled person in internet history, I do believe, too. With yeah, the, I was like, going to say that. Videos That's, and things like that out there. Yeah, when I, when you asked me to look into this person, I, I remembered her because we talked about her, but I I didn't remember mentioning that she uh, she is the most documented person. Like, how does that even work? Like, there's the most videos about this person on the internet. Yeah, well, I mean, the most the, no, the most amount of videos that they've ever put up of themselves um, that have been lost through time, right? So people have been archiving her work, her videos, still pictures, um, public incidents, and things like that for since you know, it's been like 15 years almost at this point. And this is all stemming from 4chan and uh, like how they latched onto her. As yeah. I mean, it started with like 4chan her. and then it turned, yeah, it turned into Encyclopedia Dramatica, right? Which is just another cesspool created by 4chaners. Then it morphed into the Chris Chandler uh, wiki or the quickie, which turned then turned into Kiwi Farms, which is a repository of people who um, rightly or wrongly uh, uh, each, follow um, certain internet figures and either uh, post updates or um, scathing criticisms of them. Um, it's, it's a cesspool, right? So, yeah, and you know, 30 years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, right? No. Well, first of all, we'd have no podcast, but Enscape was it invented and there's no real internet. But what I'm saying is that nobody would know who this person was. Nobody no, I mean like it, they'd be curious. But um, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember Winnebago man? Mm, that name sounds really familiar. So Winnebago Man is like a series of videos that are just outtakes from um, a person shooting commercials where he um, swears up a storm and is just like very ridiculous. And someone had um, been working on these commercials and then cut together this like compilation of like ridiculous moments that got uploaded to YouTube. And he got set, like a second life or semi-famous. But previous to that, these tapes were traded locally, like person to person, right? So something like Chris Chan would have been um, reported on in a person to person manner. Well, that's how I actually saw the first South Park. On VHS tape, like yeah. the, the Christmas one? Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't really have internet back then. Or it was much more difficult to... I think I like video on the internet was not a thing. 
No, it was either real media. I remember it being an ASF file, I think, the first time I saw that one. Yeah, I saw it in the late 90s somewhere. But yeah, the, the notion maybe? of like like tracking internet personalities, um, I mean, both at the TMZ level, but then also like on this weird, more um, depraved level too, right? It, it's kind of coexisting um, in like a flattened timeline here. It, well, it, it is like looking, it's like a train crash, right? You can't look away and you just kind of want to watch what happens. Um, I mean, my ultimately my heart goes out to um, um, her mother and like the, I don't I really don't want to talk about that part but I just want to talk about the fact that like her arrest was like being live streamed by another one of these like really weird internet personalities who just was like trying to get an interview with her this is a whole corner of the internet that I don't really know much about I learn about it through uh, my uh, podcast co-host <laughs> it's true I, I venture on the darker side of the internet I don't um, participate I don't engage I, I read right you have I, interest I, in it I have and an it's great in it. for the show. Yeah, it's just unfortunate for my mental state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And so you, you gave us two really uh, depressing things to talk about this week. And I, I'd like to thank you. This is how exactly how I want to spend my vacation. Let us talk about something uplifting, though. You've infected me. I've started playing Stardew Valley again. So thank you. Yeah, I don't know how it came up that I wanted to play it again. I think my son was looking for something different to try. And I said, hey, you want to see Stardew Valley? He had tried it a, like a year and a half ago or a year ago. And he was like he couldn't really read well yet. Like this is pre-reading, right? So uh, now that he can read well, it's it opens up the whole game to him, and he's he's gone off and made his little farm and everything. But I went back and relearned my farm. There was the one point five update with a whole bunch of stuff. So I, I show up in the game, and there's a whole bunch of new things to do, which is great. And my uh, my ancient fruit winery is uh, is running really well. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. I've clear cut um, the bottom half. Like the, there was a whole bunch of trees left, and I just clear cut them all. I've made space for a summer garden. Well, so a spring, a summer, seasonal, and fall. Yeah. And then I have my my greenhouse that has all my other stuff during the year. Uh, are you? Did you finish the community center bundles? Yes, I just finished those. I I what, I was what surprised year the how are you on? I'm in year three. Okay, summer and. I was shocked at how much of the community center I did because my son was working on it. I was like, I managed to do all this? How the hell did I do that? And I just had two, uh, I had three fish bundles left to do and they were seasonal fish. So I had to wait for the yeah. seasons. I'm uh, I'm year one winter. So I'm at the fourth season and I've done four of the six. Wow. Yeah. And what's nice, did you get the uh, greenhouse, which is really No, helpful. not yet. Yeah. Not the yet. greenhouse I, was I'm tough to do now. too. And I mean, look, I got it in... Uh, I finished the whole community center in year three. I don't remember when I got the greenhouse, though. I think I got it. I got it in year two somehow. Okay. The greenhouse. Uh, if is anyone great. is playing any interesting video games this summer, uh, go ahead and tweet us at the show game right. double underscore Dennessy. Let us know what you're playing, what you're listening to, what you're watching, because clearly Angelo uh, wants to share all of these things and are, bask in the glory of. Are you married, by the way? In Star no, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. My uh, my uh, wife uh, Abigail. She keeps asking to have a baby, and I keep saying no. And now she stopped asking me. She hasn't asked me in months. I mean, you already have two IRL kids. What more do you need in your life, right? I guess. I, like, that's it. I didn't want the trouble. I'm really, I'm, I'm proud of you for making the, the mature decision. Um, I feel like this is a logical place to end the tech segment of episode 171. It's a little weird. It's been a little up and down. Yeah, you were mean to me. I was, but that's pretty much par for the course. How's your office chair, Brian? It is fine. I'm actually using my wife's right now because she wanted to use my chair just for like a change, a change of pace. Fun. 
You get, and you guys work in different offices right now, so it's yes. So I'm I'm in the front of the the our apartment, and she's in the back. Yeah, I, I must say I'm I'm very happy with my uh, new setup here. Your it's, cave, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not really a new setup, but I've moved things out of the way and cleared some space. I cleaned the closet back there, and uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Gonna be back to work, ready to go. Perfect. Capitalism is alive and well, and with that, let us head on over to the paranormal side of things, Angelo. See you there. See you there. So apparently there's a female ghost in this apartment building who thinks I'm attractive. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density, and as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So, Angelo, this week we want to talk about a couple of Reddit things, right? Let us get really excited about Reddit, R for R. So the first is a post on the paranormal subreddit entitled, Can anyone tell me what the hell this is? Um, Angelo, what is it? Uh, I don't know, but it looks like an animal in the bushes. Nothing special. So we're going to go say. ahead and uh, uh, link to this in the show notes because it is literally almost anything, my friend. It is just a pair of eyes. It could. It kind of looks like a deer, you know. I would say it's a deer at that time of day, and I think other people said the same thing. Uh, I've seen deer. I saw a deer uh, right up close and personal last week. Uh, I went to a park where they come up into your uh, windows in your car and you feed them did carrots. Did you feed them carrots like I told you to? I did feed them carrots. They did you feel like you were in Stardew Valley? I did. Today, uh, my son was picking some tomatoes from our garden, and I said, make sure you hold A. It'll let you pick them faster. And he looked at me <laughs> like I was crazy, and then I said, on your controller, and then he got the joke. Oh, perfect. Uh, dad joke 101, sometimes you have to explain the well, joke. Well, I was about to say, like, okay. dad jokes only work with the the, uh, the intended audience here, right? Maybe he's a, tool, too, a little too young for dad jokes just now. Yeah. Well, so what I found about this post is that it kind of sort of proves a lot of what we've been saying, is that people see what they want to see in any picture of anything that's quote-unquote paranormal. So be it a UAP, a ghost image, an orb. This, orb? Yeah. This is literally anything, but of course, his picture is titled Creature, but it should just be titled Animal in the Bushes. So, Angelo, two things. Firstly, um, the poster identifies as living in upstate New York, so we're not that far from us. We should definitely go down and take a look. Secondly, I do love the fact that the poster, the OP, added a second photo showing where the creature was because originally it was just that one shot. Yeah, but it, it's it's like, okay. And then the, uh, sorry, edit, edit. I understand this is a pretty crap photo. So that kind of uh, solves things. I do, um, uh, they call the creature tall, but I mean like any bipedal creature, you know, could be tall. I don't know. Like some of the comments like looks to have a longer snout, which is why I figure a wild hog or boar. And then the correct answer is it is nothing paranormal. It is quad, quad pedaled. Yeah. it, It like everybody's basically saying it's a deer. I mean, like, logically speaking, if it looks like a deer, is, like, shaped like a deer, and probably acts like a deer, it's, it's a, a deer. deer. Angela. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, this is pretty, this pretty is emblematic. What, yeah. Isn't this what bothers you about, like, the paranormal discourse, is that stuff like this gets how many upvotes? Like, several, he's 410. Like, well, why I think, is... I think further to that, though, if you look on the right-hand side, um, percentage upvoted was 89, right? Which I think... Is really interesting because only eleven percent of responders or, or readers decided that this photo was like unfit for 
the subreddit. And it also has like, uh, like 304 comments, right? That's the thing. Why is this getting any notoriety? Also, like the, the poster said that they see this thing all the time, that this is the only photo they could have gotten. So they see this thing. So, so every night. Every night. It's deer. There's all kinds. Of, or it could be any sort of animal. It could be a, a small moose. It could be a chupacabra, a Bigfoot's. A chupacabra that far north, big feet, and a chupacabra that far north, it would be very surprising to me. Yeah, well. I just think there's a lack of of um, discretion when it comes to posting things like this, right? Like, just give it a thought, run it down, consider the facts, consider the alternatives, and then, like, chances are Occam's razor applies to this one. Yeah. Why am I posting this, you should ask yourself. Like, I mean, like, that's most of the internet. Like, I, I don't understand why I post most of the things I post anyways, right? So, like... I'm guilty of that for sure, but I mean, I'm not pretending to like look at pictures and uh, claim that they're otherworldly creatures when they're in fact like uh, beautiful little uh, you know forest creatures. Yeah. So this is this is part of my problem with with the paranormal discourse in the world today, especially now. First of all, like I guess this also proves that no matter what, even if you have a camera with you all the time, you can't get necessarily a good picture. No, not at least. I mean, especially if you have to turn the flash on, I guess, right? Yeah, and it's dark. There's nothing to see there. So, I mean, I, I, I would say 99.9% sure it's a woodland creature of some kind, most likely a deer. Can confirm. Yeah. Do you want to talk about something a little more interesting that you want to mm. you link to this week? Well, uh, I did really like the... Uh, uh, this is from the subreddit, uh, the UFO subreddit. You have to be clear, though. It's UFOs, not UFO. Those are two different subreddits that exist. I didn't know that. Yes. I follow both as well as other... Which uh, one's the better one? Animals. Uh, UFOs is the larger one. Okay. I, I didn't know there were two. I thought I, they're competing. So this is an example of actually a pretty good set of pictures and my favorite kind of UFO pictures. These older, um, shot-on-film, grainy, pretty decently clear images of something round flying in the sky somehow they like kind of remind me of the pictures you see in uh close encounters of the third kind right when they're they're having that town discussion and they're throwing the pictures on the table if i'm remembering that correctly yes and now i don't know what this is it could easily just be like a python thrown in the air so i mean like let's be honest here the way that this is looking it definitely looks like an earth like object or an earth based object being thrown into the air so to me um that's what this is uh but it's it's still fun to just relive these things right yeah the the one that actually is kind of interesting is the last one cuz to me like um some of them are like very sideways right um oh yeah it's like he just threw it sideways cuz it's yeah, the fourth one in particular is yes. is definitely sideways and definitely really does look like a python being thrown in the air or some kind of like um, um, pod or cover or something. Yeah, I would say two and five are the most interesting. Again, though, it's definitely not a UFO. I'm just saying that this is it's it's a it's a it's an earthly object. It's like you said, it's it's probably a python or a, were frisbees invented yet? <laughs> uh, yes my favorite though is if you I'm sorry to say this if you like control or command F um, of course Bob Lazar comes up very quickly in this by the person who submitted these photos oh oh well there we as go as Bob Lazar said and as we've seen in many videos most saucer shaped craft accelerate quote bottom, bottom forward unquote meaning the bottom of the craft faces towards the direction accelerate as it does so 
And and this has uh, thirty three hundred and sixty one upvotes. Yeah, so a lot of people are just saying it's a frisbee, which is really funny to me. And so again, I was saying I I just use this example of pictures I like. I don't agree with you know the person saying it belonged to an Air Force captain. It's a MUFON case. That's another problem with UFO discourse is that you're so intent on proving that it's somebody special or important. Uh, you know, like like I've always said, why is a ufologist that have a PhD of some kind always insist on being called doctor? Because it's hilarious. Yeah, they they love being called doctor. Meanwhile, like you're telling me, if you had a doctor in something, you wouldn't tell us to call you doctor, Doctor Angelo Fiorentino. Not really, PhD, no. MD. No, I don't really like like Carl Sagan. Nobody ever really. He never really introduced himself as Doctor Carl Sagan. Neil deGrasse Tyson just calls himself Neil deGrasse Tyson. He doesn't always. Oh, the annoying man. Yeah, well, you find them annoying. I I've changed. Them... I've changed my stance on him. He used to be cool, but now seeing his Twitter feed has really enraged me. Well, you're just a UFO baby boy. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. There is something very quaint about these pictures, though, right? That that's that's another thing. Yes, I like quaint stuff like this. USA, New Mexico, April nineteen sixty two. Uh, yeah, MUFON. See, so as soon as I see MUFON found no processing, retouching, and the person is in fact the alleged grandfather. Um, meaningless. Yeah, it, I don't I care. Mean, the, very clearly, the dots are being linked together here, right? Yeah. MUFON have you verified. Ever tried faking, um, have you ever tried faking a UFO picture or a saucer picture? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I've, uh, Should we uh, do something like maybe maybe like for episode 200 we'll, we'll fake something? We'll, well talk about the, the signs of faking things. Well, remember the fake uh, YouTube video I put up? Of yes, thing of course. Floating? Early on, which you can go ahead and link to in the show notes, Angelo. If I find I it, I can't yeah. remember where it is. I don't remember where that is either. Uh, maybe I'll find it. I'm sure if I Google uh, fake UFO video by uh, Double Density, it'll come up. Could you just go to your YouTube account? I don't think it's in my YouTube account. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But you know, they could somebody could write authentic older gentleman, Swedish, one arm. <laughs> right? Like Yeah. Michael Horn adjacent. Yeah. Why would a one arm Swedish old man lie about meeting UFOs? Why would he take film a TV show and say it was aliens? It's pretty funny. So I can be funny sometimes. Is 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 Michael Horn still alive? I think so, right? He wasn't uh, an older gentleman, was he? Isn't no, I know. I just I'm just curious. I know that uh, Billy Meyer, I think, is still living too, right? Let's use the power of the air, Billy Meyer. Thank you for reminding me of his name. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, Billy Meyer is 84 years old, and he's still around. Okay. He's, he's actually oh, apparently yeah, yeah apparently he's actually he's younger than my dad. Are you saying that your dad also faked? this is a thing that people used to do back then yeah that's what people used to do in the 60s it was kind of boring times uh but yeah maybe it was something like we're we're 30 we're 29 episodes out from 200 maybe you and i should start a campaign of disinformation and really just add some noise to to the ufology uh, world here rich doty 6969 (laughs) 420 yeah what do you think about these pictures do you have a favorite type of alleged sighting i love these i love these okay to earth and back um, there is a certain like quaintness to them almost, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I often hearken back to enjoying the ufology of my youth where it was nothing but black and white pictures in like, um, tattered paperback books that I was buying for like a quarter whenever I had a quarter in my pocket. And they would zoom into like the image. So you saw like the blurriness of it. Yeah, these, exactly. Yeah. These are way better than like garbage telemetry from military, uh, apparatuses, right? Like, 
or blobs flying that you have no idea where they're flying or videos of lights in the sky over like a music festival of lights. <laughs> I was about to say, we're, hard, we're, we're really kind of tying all these things together, right? Um, yeah, that was a, those videos were something else. These, these photos, fake or not, whatever they, they are, like if some kids were throwing frizzies and these poor guys thought, hey, I have a camera, I think that's a UFO, let me take a picture. Actually, did they even call them UFOs back then? They were, were they, or they more colloquially called like, that was a mouthful. Flying saucers. Uh, flying saucers, right? Like saucer people. I mean, flying saucers was more prevalent than UFOs in yeah. terms of like talking about these in the popular discourse. Yeah. And now it's the garbage UIP term. Well, I was about to say, like, I feel like we could talk about, uh, I, I, th- and that kind of reminds me of like the politicization of like UAP culture. And I think we've talked about this a number of times, especially with Crick's Coswell, but like, I feel like the, the name change or the, the preference in acronyms has really highlighted the fact that like this has become, um, um, co-opted almost. Right. Yeah. And who are these, these politicians to be the ones like figuring this out? They're not going to figure it out. They don't know anything about it. No. I mean, like it's something to, uh, uh, pull, eyes off of other yeah. <laughs> um, really problematic things going on um, around the world. Exactly. Like, uh, so an example of a problematic thing here in Canada, one of our provinces has decided the best approach to COVID is uh, don't ask, don't tell, close your eyes and sing a song. Alberta is the wild, wild west of Canada. Like it always has been and always will be. Yeah. And if anybody's wondering, they've, uh, unlike the other provinces in the country, they've decided that doesn't matter. You don't have to wear your mask. There's no more distancing. On top of that, if you think you have COVID symptoms, you have to please, tell please don't get tested. Don't tell anyone. Don't isolate. Just go along your life as, as though nothing is happening. And with that, they'll be able to have a pretty low case count. <laughs> <laughs> if things will work out, they won't ask for federal help. They won't have to bring the army, and it's going to be fine. It's going to yeah. be fine. And the vaccination rates aren't really good there either. No, no, they're pretty terrible. Um, if there is anyone in your lives, though, that uh, is not getting vaccinated um, outside of, like, a medical reason, like, if they need a, a, a nice, gentle talking to, not not a mean one, like, I'm fully available um, to do so. Your cameo? <laughs> yeah, my medical cameo. But, yeah, I mean, like, a vaccine hesitancy, um, there are a number of reasons as to why that is. Some people are just sticks in the mud, but then other people are just nervous about needles. Hey, I am needle phobic, and let me tell you, I still got both of my shots. Yeah, my daughter just went a couple of hours ago. Did she really? Yeah. She's totally First rolled. or second? Second shot. So we'll see she, how maybe she feels. She'll, she'll be lifting the family car tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the politicization of, of UFO culture and um, has kind of like taken away from a, a lot of the magic of it almost, right? And I, 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 I have thought about this a lot as I read um, the both the Twitter discourse, the Reddit discourse, and like on various websites um, where these things are discussed. I just... I feel like there's this added layer that exists um, on top of it that like really prevents me from like fully digging in and engaging in a uh, open-hearted kind of way. Yeah, because what happens is now, like we said before, everybody has their voice. And let's say 95% of those voices don't know what they're saying. They just screaming. Or, it's not even about like they don't even know what they're saying. They'll just really like not even consider what they're saying or like look into it before saying something, right? Yeah. They'll pick the person that they think is right and just repeat what they say. And some of these people are picking idiots. Oh, I don't want to say idiots. Let's say, um, misinformed people, uh, such as, such as, uh, certain filmmakers that are very, 
uh, self-righteous. Uh, I feel like it's the second week in a row we talk about filmmakers. Last week, we are <laughs> talking about uh, your friend of mine, Alex Jones. Yeah. And uh, this week, we're talking about uh, Jeremy Fournames. Yeah. Why do we call him Jeremy Fournames? Is there a reason? He's got he, Kenyon Lockbell Corbell. Oh, that's what he says? Okay. He's, well, I mean, he's see, got four names. Yeah, so. that's it's pretentious. Someone who's nicknamed Jeremy Fournames, Angelo, has four names. You understand? Okay, ah, right? uh, I get it. Is he a doctor? Does he have a PhD of some kind? He's not a doctor, no. So, and and going back to these types of pictures, I like you said, it's quaint, and they're clear pictures. These are like more clear than anything people have been shooting on our amazing cell phone cameras that we've had for the last. Let's say, let's say cameras on cell phones became really awesome as of twenty thirteen. I would say. Let's say, yeah, let's use 2013, 14 as a baseline. iPhone here. 5S cameras became amazing on those things, right? It's it's when a 64-bit architecture started, really good uh, HD cameras. So I would say there's been no good pictures since then. Why is there no pictures like this? Like, this would be easy to shoot on an iPhone. Saucer technology, Angelo. We go through this all the time. Uh, I'll explain this blocks. to you. They didn't have the uh, the keys to the Polaroid cameras. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going we to have to shake the, those pictures. The Polaroid photos um, in the show notes, I think they're super cool. Yeah. I Are just, we going to link love. to the Outcast song as well? We could. I. It is, uh, Hey Yeah is probably like my least favorite Outcast single. It was fun for the time. Do you, could you name me another Outcast song? I had that album. Yes, yeah, really. You have uh, you have the double album. Yeah, I just can't remember. Speaker any box, the low below. Yeah, I can't remember any of the songs though, but I should listen to it again. It was quite good. You should probably listen to the one before that. You should probably listen to Stankonia. I think okay. you like that one more. Really? Okay. Gasoline dreams, bombs over Baghdad, the massive single Miss Jackson, which I don't mind. Is there some uh, eight oh eight on there? Oh, there, there, <laughs> there certainly is, my friend. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my favorite episodes of Watch the Sound. I like about drum the machines. Yeah. Well, it's not only about the 808, but yeah. And it was pretty funny to see all these people that did a lot of stuff on the 808 not remember how to use it anymore because they've been using they've been using plugins now for the last 20 years. Have you used an 808? Have we talked about this? I never used an actual 808. I've used But I mean like a drum machine. Yeah, I had a drum machine. I had the, the SR16, which sounds like a a, a spy jet, but it was by by Alesis. Is it the SR16? Alesis SR16? Yes. That's what I had. I, I recently sold it, but... Oh, recently, like three years ago. <laughs> it's all relative. But yeah, I, I had that. It was great. It's how I would come up... Yeah, look at that. My God, people are selling it for $100. I sold it for 50 bucks. Like um, a goofus. Hey, whatever. Oh, you know why I sold it for 100 bucks? I had no plug. Oh, right. Supply their own plug. Like the AC? Yeah, I lost it. Um, so I use that because I would record drums and put it on my uh, Tascam uh, Porta Studio. And funny enough, that's what the Beastie Boys said they would do in the, the yep. mid-90s. And they were so upset because they could not remember how to use the 808. And they, and uh, one of them threatened uh, Mark Ronson to not show this clip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember the model, but when I was in a terrible hardcore band in my late teens, early 20s, um, we used to sometimes like play around with that. It was fun because... I miss it. Well, I I, show, I remember showing my drummer. He was really impressed with the way it worked, right? Because you would just tap out one beat, tap out another beat, and then it would just all come together. And uh, I do that in Logic now with amazing drum sounds that do not sound like a drum machine anymore. Not at least. I was playing around with the different drummer styles uh, last week. 
they're impressive, aren't they? Are they not? They are, yeah. I was uh, I was waiting uh, waiting around because I, I had last week off too, and I was just waiting around. Um, uh, I booked a haircut at the end of the day, like an idiot. So I was just waiting around all afternoon for my haircut to roll around. So I just I was playing with it. Made some beats. I did. I made one, which was very terrible, and I'm not going to share it. But that's that's neither here nor there. Angela, I feel like we've uh, joined on enough here for episode 171 of the Double Density Podcast. I'm going to ask you the question I always ask you: Where can people find us? Well, they could find me on uh, Twitter at Angela Furin. Um, the show is at uh, Double Density Podcast on Twitter.com. Is that it? Right? Double underscore density. That there is. you go. There you go. Got it. <laughs> which one's Double Density Podcast? Is that the Gmail address? It is the Gmail address as well as our Instagram. Okay. And they can go to doubledensity.net for uh, everything else because all the information is there, really. Correct. We should probably, like, we always talk about this. Like, let's update the bio. Let's let's have some fun here. Ah, our pictures. We always talk about how we're going to change our pictures and we never do. I should put that picture of me sitting on that throne. at. You Parkle should, Mendes. honestly. That's a really good picture. It, it proves that you're a, a, a worldly man. I was going to post on uh, Instagram my uh, dad joke about it and then I decided not to. Because you uh, sent it to me privately instead. Yeah, exactly. It's easy that way. But it was a joke about uh, lumber support because it's a wooden chair. Uh, this has been it for episode 171 of the Double Identity Podcast. Tune in next week as we discuss Angelo's other tactics and other strategies in overcoming lumbar issues. Angelo, I'll see you then. Bye. I was about to hang up on you.